0: You know, that's the thing about football recruiting. It never, 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 never stops. So we can always talk about it. So why not start today?
1: Our Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked on Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today?
1: I'm doing great. Man, lots of Alabama stuff going on. You realize that like a week from now, not only are we going to be in the midst of our greatest basketball season ever, be one week closer to football spring practice, we're going to have Alabama softball and Alabama baseball. About one week from now, we'll be in the midst of all of it.
0: It's just a um, an orgy of alabama <laughs>
1: Exactly that. So, so put on protection people. <laughs> All right. From the I want sun. to thank everybody. From the sun. These are outdoor
0: sports. Uh, I want to thank everybody for making us your first listen. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. We'll talk about FanDuel here in just a little bit, but Jimmy, right now I want to talk about some of the top offensive uh, targets in state for the university of Alabama. Uh, Andrew Bone, your cohort over at On3, came out with a good list of these guys. And he started out with Perry Thompson. Look, Perry Thompson, a wide receiver from Foley, committed to Alabama. Um, he'd been committed for quite some time now. Uh, great player, six foot three, about 200, 205 pounds. Uh, he's the, the number two uh, player in the state behind Jalen Mbakwe, who's also committed to Alabama, but who projects as a – defensive back. So we'll talk about him on another show. Um, but Perry Thompson watched some highlights, man. He's a lot of fun to watch. I mean, he goes up and gets the ball and uh, he's got plenty of speed. So, uh, really, really excited about him. Now, here's the one caveat. He visited Auburn recently and after visiting Auburn, he said, you know, I'm about 60% committed. Um, that there's that, that again is just the way it is. Kids are going to put percentages on everything. And um, there's rarely anybody who says, hey, I'm not even visiting anybody. I'm not going to do anything else. Uh, So I think we'll just have to fend some folks off. And the one concern when you get an offensive coordinator like Tommy Reese, who is more run-oriented or at least perceived to be, is it certainly does give a coach like Hugh Freeze, who is perceived to be more of a pass-happy guy, an opportunity to uh, go in there and, and and steal one away from Alabama.
1: yeah i think perry thompson's open to hearing what auburn has to say and some others let's not ever forget you know the nil it's not just listening to other schools it's listening to these what what you might be able to you know earn and make during your time at here or there i mean that, that they're gonna there'll be more kids than ever open to Uh, Oh, here's because an offer is not just an offering when offer used to be everybody offered the same thing. I mean, it was a scholarship and it's basically worth the same no matter where you go. Uh, But 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 now it's totally different. So I'm sure Perry Thompson will be open to Auburn and Georgia and some other schools. Uh, I think today as we record this uh, a good, uh, you know, 10 months from signing day, uh, I'm confident Perry Thompson ends up in the Alabama class. He's a really good player. Uh, I'm excited about him. Uh, this comp may not get pe people too excited because how we're in this Devontae Smith world where people only get excited if you sign a receiver and you're like this guy's like Devonte Smith. But I, I think Perry, to give you an idea of, of what his career might look like or what he'd look like as a player at Alabama, I think he's a lot like Jacory Brooks. And, and in that way, I'm I'm describing his his talent. He he's a big-bodied receiver, and much like Brooks. He uses his body to get open. By that I mean you'll probably notice. The Ja'Cory Brooks is really good at those contested catches. It's because he, he uses his body like a rebounder to kind of block the DB from making a play on the ball. He's got long arms. He's a big frame. He's got great hands. He's really strong. And uh, while he's probably not a 4'3 guy, uh, he runs pretty well. Ja'Cory Brooks runs better than people think on that uh, mile-per-hour thing. Uh, Ja'Cory runs pretty uh, you know, about as well as most or other receivers just doesn't seem like it because he's a bigger body, takes us longer strides. Perry, very similar in that way. He's probably a, you know, a, a mid four or five guy, high four or fives. He 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 can run, no doubt. He's just, just not his number one trait, much like Corey Brooks. So I, I think he'd be a similar player with a similar skill set. And, uh, and that's valuable. We always talk. Wide receiver cores, they're like bass need one of everything until you have five of them. Just like basketball, you need five of them, almost all with a different skill set, and that's when you have a really good wide receiver core. So Perry Thompson definitely be a guy that adds to that. Got to hold on to him. Got to recruit him like he's not. Hey, when a kid says I'm 60% committed, he's not committed. You got to recruit him like he's not committed, but uh, he's one to watch throughout this whole season. I think he'll be a high priority for Alabama. Let's see if he comes back. To Alabama's camp this summer, he earned his Alabama offer last summer when he uh, came to Alabama's camp following his sophomore season.
0: Muted, you know, um, <laughs> you funny. know, for uh, the other thing about these commitments is so funny. I mean, it really is almost like a marriage. You were saying that when somebody is committed, you almost have to commit them harder, and now a phone call just unbelievable how how these. Hit the daily double. <laughs> no, we need just for my uh, fake
1: stadium background to stop working. And let's point out again that I have the fake stadium background. And as I turn,
0: I literally
1: see the real stadium. So I'm not sure why I do this.
0: Yeah, that is, it really doesn't make a lot of sense. But
1: going <laughs> the real back- stadium is literally behind me.
0: <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, so is it is really almost like um, – you know, when you've been dating somebody a while or you married somebody and, and people always say, well, the trick to a happy marriage is never stop dating. Well, you can't help but stop dating. I mean, when you, of course, you're going to put your best foot forward when you're trying to get them to commit to you. But then when they've been committed for a while, you're sort of like, yeah, he's over there, Perry Thompson. We've been dating for a while. Things are great. Um, but what you don't know is Perry is yearning for somebody to yearn for him again. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's where it becomes difficult. And that where, that's where it may be a positive that Alabama has some new coaches maybe getting involved. I mean, it's almost like inviting somebody into a, uh, a, a car key swingers club. You know, you just put a bunch of car keys in a bowl and whoever you go home with, that's, that's the coach have for that particular year.
1: I'm married. We're clearly still dating because yesterday we went to see 80 for Brady and uh, I did not pick that. Y'all hated it. It actually is, you know. It's 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 a it's a collision of chick flick and football. So there's that. Julio's in it. Julio's literally in it, and which is cool. I mean, the most amazing part for those who haven't seen it, and I'm sure which would basically be all of you, <laughs> uh, a real cool thing that I've never seen before in any movie. They showed the 2017 Super Bowl. That the movie's about the 2017 Super Bowl when the Patriots came back to beat the Falcons, and they, so they're showing the game because the, the Jane Fonda and them they're watching the game. They're showing the game, and it's literally the game, and how they intersperse the highlights into a brand new movie like the game was happening as you're watching it was really impressive. That the highlights were. Movie quality, if that sounds right to me, but they were the actual. The, they showed Julio making that great. You know, Julio made a great catch in the second half of that game. They showed it in the movie, and and Julio's mentioned a few times. They show a cardboard cutout of Julio, and uh, so that that part's pretty neat.
0: Well, it's interesting because we were talking about a wide receiver from Foley. Uh, and from Julio Foley, was Aaron. from Foley, and also before I go to break, one interesting sidebar. Um, Oh, my God. A- A.J. Green has decided to retire from football. I don't know that – but who, A.J. and Julio came out in the same class. I don't know if that means Julio's about to retire. I hope he doesn't. Uh, they were in the same signing class, if people remember. Uh, they, they played against each other in that big, famous blackout game against Georgia, and, and Julio really outshone him. So, uh, anyway, just very interesting how their careers have paralleled. Uh, Jimmy, I need to tell everybody about FanDuel. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner, and that is FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make the betting on sports fun and easy. It's so easy to download FanDuel. The the app is just fantastic. Download the FanDuel app now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57, which is this Sunday, if you haven't heard. It's a no-sweat first bet. Promotion here: you'll get up to three thousand dollars back on in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. The FanDuel sports book is safe, secure, and super easy to use. I trust me on this one. Best of all, you get paid your winnings instantly. That's awesome. Feel free to uh, download that FanDuel app and just get it going. So, on FanDuel today, uh, go join them. FanDuel.com/slash locked on slash locked on, fanduel.com slash locked on, fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports book partner of the NFL. Also want to encourage everybody to check out Locked On College Basketball. What a great podcast this is. And they're talking a lot of Bama stuff. They're probably talking some Auburn A&M stuff if you enjoyed Auburn getting beat last night. So go check out Locked On College Basketball. Jimmy, we'll talk about one more Offensive prospect because it's in the same realm. And then we'll talk basketball in the third segment. Um, Perry Thompson, probably the top wide receiver as long as you consider Jalen Mbakwe uh, a a defensive back, which I think Alabama does. But a guy who really seems to be shooting up the charts is Central Phoenix City athlete Cameron Coleman. This guy's six foot three, about 190 pounds. He does have an offer from Alabama. He got that. Uh, a little over two weeks, maybe two weeks ago, plus or minus. Um, He's in a rush to make a decision, apparently. Alabama, Auburn, Clemson, Florida State, Georgia, Penn State. Uh, He's from central Phoenix City. They have put a lot of quality receivers out into the uh, universe here recently. Most of them have gone to Clemson. One of them just recently went to Michigan. Um, He is, uh, you know, he's a star. He's a really, really good player, a four-star guy, uh, a top two hundred guy on the on three consensus. Um, he's you know he's got got predictions to both to, uh, among A and M, Bama, Auburn, and Florida State. Auburn with a slight lead there, and um, it wouldn't shock me if he ended up at Auburn, but uh, an interesting prospect nonetheless.
1: Yeah, those Central Phoenix City receivers—an incredible run of receivers. I'd forgotten. Carmelo English went to Michigan, huh? I don't know in my head, he had gone to Auburn, but I guess he was committed there at one point, but boy, uh, Central Phoenix city, uh, Justin Ross, uh, EJ Williams. Uh, I guess they both went to Clemson now Carmelo English. Uh, I remember a receiver from central Phoenix city that did sign with Alabama a thousand years ago. Uh, I think it was during the Shula era. Triandis Luke was a wide receiver from there. Uh, Boy, what a, what a tradition they have of, of producing big-time receivers of that program, and now there's another one in Coleman, uh, obviously highly recruited, highly regarded. To me, with most of these guys, with almost really all of them, Alabama's so insistent on seeing these guys in camp. To me, it's regardless of your offers or where you're ranked, I'm sure Alabama's going to want to see him in camp, and they figure, hey, if you don't care to come to our camp and get coached by us, do you really care about playing football for Alabama? Why should we offer you, if you're not – coming to our camp and taking the time to get to know us as coaches and and develop that because there's no better way to evaluate your own relationship with the coaching staff coached by them which is what happens during these camps so uh with a kid like him even though he's going to have a lot of offers and be pretty highly ranked uh even him it's going to be a really good idea for him to come to camp uh if he's going to be you know a high priority player for Alabama and and at that size, 6'3", 190, and uh, that program, which is just producing big-time receivers by the buckets, uh, that's just really interesting.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I do find him very interesting. I'm, I'm As a, a greedy Alabama fan, I would like to see maybe um, Alabama make a run more at the Wingo kid out of, out of Missouri. Missouri. Uh, Missouri. That – has got an Alabama offer, has decided he's going to visit. But I'm also very pro in-state. I mean, it's sort of like the lebaron Philon thing, the guy who just committed to Auburn. And um, I I would have signed him all day, every day. That's me. Um, I'm not saying he definitely would have gone to Alabama had they pursued more. I'm not saying that. But it feels like it wasn't as big of a priority for Alabama as it was for Auburn. And and I understand that if we've got dudes tire on our board or whatever – Personally, I'm just pro in-state guys if if they're perceived to be good enough. I don't want to necessarily take chances on a bunch of randos, but um, you know what I'm saying. So
1: Well, I mean, this will be the second NFL draft in a row, and this isn't for sure yet because the draft hasn't happened, but it appears this could be the second NFL draft in a row in which the metro area of Mobile, Alabama, uh, produces the most players drafted, more than Atlanta, more than Houston, more than Dallas, more than Miami, more than Los Angeles. <laughs> These massive population centers. Mobile is beating them two years in a row. That's all the the evidence and proof we need. There is a lot of good players here. We don't have to go far. And I get frustrated myself. I'll even quote an Alabama coach. Won't tell you what coach. Won't tell you what player. But I just know this quote about a player that we had taken a commitment from. 10, 12, 13 might even be longer somewhere or maybe short. Anyway, it's during the Saban era, but it was a while back. But we took a player from out of state and, and I heard an assistant coach uh, that was new to the staff watch the tape of this kid and, and was like, I can find a better player than him in Alabama. Why'd you go all the way to this other place to get this kid when there's, there's you know, kids in your own state that are that are as good as he is? And, and that ended up being a, a correct evaluation. But But the point is, you know, recruiting the state of Alabama first makes so much sense, and there's really good players here. And, uh, you know, uh, Nick Saban says that they prioritize Alabama players. Uh, they, they have a really good batting. Let's be honest. I, I worry about it more than I should in the sense that, hey, look, Alabama football generally signs the kids they want in Alabama. There's not too many that choose to go somewhere else. It happens. And it's probably going to happen more frequently with Hugh Freeze at Auburn, who's a good recruiter. But, uh, yeah, I I, I want to look at our our state first. And I don't want to sign a kid from another state that's not as good uh, as a kid we could have taken right here at home.
0: All right, Jimmy, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about this Alabama-Florida game and the SEC as a whole when it comes to basketball. The Tide meets the Gators tonight, or they host the Gators tonight in Tuscaloosa. Here's – Man, y'all get out there! Please go to the game at eight o'clock tonight. I'll okay, be there. That's my Jimmy's four. there. You can meet the famous Jimmy Stein. Wife's coming. That's two. Wife's coming. You them. meet Mrs. Stein. We're going with another couple. You can meet the famous the couple. couple friend Jimmy has. Um, so but anyway, four. that should be, that that should be fun. There's there's four of of the fifteen thousand we need. Um, <laughs> I've done my part. I can't go. Uh, it's just too late for me to. Uh, I got too many children and too many things. And tomorrow I got to drive up to Louisville with my daughter's car that I got her for her sixteenth birthday. So I got too much going on. But I am. I will be watching intently. It will be a big game. It is a classic trap game. Florida is playing better. Yep. They're not great. Castleton is really good. Just the other day, owned Oscar Sheehy. I'm less impressed with that now, having watched Kentucky and Florida, Kentucky and Arkansas last night, and Oscar Sheehue and Kentucky just look like they just aren't, they just don't have it, man. They ain't got it. That, that, they, that they dude's got it. like
1: an on-off button to me, and I didn't think that a year ago. He's got like an on-off button. That's got to yeah. be frustrating. We've had players, we've had players like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, taking a, I'm not taking a shot at him. I'm just saying, Oscar Sheehue. To me, it's not the same player every time you turn on the TV. Sometimes Agreed. he's like, wow. And other times it's like, I thought you were better than this.
0: But uh, last night, of course, Arkansas wins. They're getting hot at the right time. That game, um, Arkansas coming to Tuscaloosa, looks more daunting now. Uh, Anthony Black is playing really well. Uh, those Mitchell twins are playing well. He's a lottery pick. Black's
1: yeah. a lottery pick.
0: Then um, Auburn lost at Texanium. And, um, you know, I look, it probably – I don't know if it makes one hill of beans difference in the standings. I I was pulling for A&M just because I do that by default. But I guess it would have been better for Alabama had Auburn won. But um, I don't know now. And and Bruce Pearl got into a shouting match with a fan on the way out. And it just seems like, uh, you know, Alan Flanagan – uh, gets a tech for like blowing a kiss to a player after making a three, and Wendell Green jacks up a 35 foot three pointer down two with just 20 seconds left for no reason. Look, Auburn's Auburn's got some talent. I know they they have, they're not a great shooting team, and they but they've got some talent, and and they can turn it on and, and be better. But man, that this team feels like it's missing us something. You know what this team feels like for Auburn? It feels like last year's Alabama squad. Like, they could probably beat some people, but they're not going to do it as often as they should because there's a chemistry problem, and it just feels like maybe they don't have a leader. I mean, last year I didn't think Alabama's basketball team had a leader. I can't tell who Auburn's leader is this year. A lot of times you can tell, you know, who the leaders are. Maybe there are a couple of leaders instead of just one. But in this particular case, I'm just not seeing – you know, even up from the Bruce Pearl angle, I'm not seeing Auburn have this leadership. And, and I don't mean to not talk about Florida. This is exactly why Florida is a trap game. We're talking about Alabama Auburn this coming up Saturday. But I think Alabama should win this game night. They're a nine point favorite for a reason. And um, that game Saturday is going to be a big deal, though. I mean, you got Alabama g- going to be there, the crowd's going to be into it, they need a big win. Look, Auburn can't afford to, to drop too many more games. I mean, they don't have a lot of quality wins because they, they didn't have a good schedule. So they need to beat an Alabama at home or they need to beat a Tennessee at home or they need to go to Rupp. And I don't even know if going to Rupp and beating Kentucky is enough anymore because the way Kentucky's playing. But regardless, Florida, uh, on the other side, they got to do more than beat Alabama tonight. They got to win a bunch of games. So I feel like Florida, we, we might be catching them in a pretty good time.
1: Well, they're uh, playing really well. They, uh, they're, they're coming off big. They beat Tennessee and now they're on the bubble and their schedule really lightens up after the Alabama game. So this is a Florida team that may be making this run to the NCAA tournament at the end. Uh, To me, tonight's game is all about Colin Castleton. He's look, he reminds me a lot of Drew Timmy, the Gonzaga star. Uh, He's a lot like him, maybe not quite as good, but, but, Very similarly good uh, player in the sense that he's a a skilled big man with a little bit of range and uh, a good rebounder, tough kid. He'll be a problem for us because we've played other players like him and uh, and they've given us problems. And and Castleton is as good really as any of them. Like I said, sort of similar to to Drew Timmy in that way. Uh, So the matchup with him is a good test. It's a good challenge because we'll see guys like him. Um, in the postseason and we got to learn to defend these guys because we're, we're going to keep seeing them and uh, but Castleton uh, is, is a really interesting matchup for Alabama tonight uh, saw Nate Oates specifically say we're going to start out with Betty Ako on him and, and 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 try to defend him with size uh, and then if that doesn't work we're going to have to defend him with an athlete like uh, Noah or uh, either either one of the Noah's clowny or Gurley so uh, we'll see I, I think it's a a tough matchup it's another game where you're but they are a good team and and they just beat Tennessee at Tennessee I mean you can't take anyone lightly that's done that uh so I I do think it's a a a a tough game uh and uh, like all conference games in Alabama trying to be 11 and 0 in the SEC for the first time since the Rocket 8 team did it in the mid 50s Mm -hmm. you know that's just nuts so uh Looking forward to it. And back then, they only
0: played – I think they only played 12 games for the –
1: That's right. They were they went undefeated in the SEC regular season, but they didn't play 18 games. And let's be honest, the SEC in the mid-50s, probably not quite as deep with players as the SEC is now. So, you know, it, it's, it's a much tougher – this. what this team is doing is more impressive uh, athletically than, than what the Rocket 8 team did, although not selling them short. They, they deserve their uh, chapter in Alabama basketball history for sure.
0: All right, buddy, that's going to do it for today. We're going to have a crossover with Zach Blackerby coming up about the uh, big Alabama Auburn basketball game. Not sure when that'll be, but it'll be close. And until then, roll tight, everybody.
1: Roll tight.